is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hey there, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, number 195, recorded on Monday, January the 12th, 2015. 2015. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Um, it's It almost seems silly to say that now. We're 12 days into the new year, but a happy new year nonetheless, and I hope you had a good uh, holiday season there. Very relaxing. Kickbacky, relaxy. All kinds of good stuff. Maxi relaxy and kickbacky. Well, I wouldn't say maxi. Kind of a, a neo maxi zoom dweeby <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> I like the reference. Yeah. Well, that is good. It is the twelfth of January, and I think we may have gone the longest interval between podcasts in this podcast history because I think the last one we did was December seventeenth. Wow. So that was a long time ago. Yeah, it's coming up on a month, and I and rarely, if ever, do we go a month without recording a podcast. So, in internet timing, that means we've never done a podcast before. <laughs> Is internet time like geological time? It's or or universal time or something? The complete opposite of geological time. Geological time is. Uh, you know, things ha take a long, long time. Whereas oh. in the internet, things happen fast. They happen super fast. And if you don't do things regularly on a super fast schedule, you might as well never have done them. Oh, I understand. I understand now. Yeah, you're right. So we're we might as well call this episode one. Sure. Welcome to the Talking Dead episode <laughs> one, everybody. We're, we're almost at 200, so we might as well start over. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, we're recording today. We are going to record next Monday as well. So we're going to pound out two in a row here for uh, for everybody. So that should be fun. Um, but I do, before we get into things here, I want to remind people something I haven't really thought about for much in the last uh, few weeks is our Record Your Favorite Scene contest. Right. Still running, still going. It goes till the end of season five, and the details are this. You pick Me? a scene. You as the listener, or you, Jason. Them. Yeah. Them, people. You pick a scene from The Walking Dead, any season, one through five, and you use your phone or your computer or whatever recording device you have, and you record yourself acting out that scene, reading it. You can do it by yourself, with your friends, with uh, your family, anyone you want. You can do it with your mom. Call your mom up. Get her Get her on the phone. Record it. I don't see why not. That would be great. I don't think we've ever had an entry from someone's mom. Right. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, yes. So, you know, specifically calling up you, their mom and getting them to act in a scene with them. Actually, I don't think that's true. I do think last year oh, we had we someone record it with their mom. Well, we had a we had a mother-daughter do it. So it was the, the daughter's mom. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. 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 So I misspoke. Anyways, do it with Call your dad. Your mom. Yeah, Tell your mom she misses you. Yeah, she probably does. Uh, anyways, you send it in to us by email, and um, we, at the end of the season five, choose our favorite, and uh, you win a fantastic prize, including a complete set of Walking Dead Comics number 100 retail covers and a, um, a uh, Lucille baseball bat vinyl replica, which, which are hard to come by these days. I believe it was an exclusive to San Diego Comic-Con last year. Uh, did you uh, you said Lucille? Is that uh, yeah? Is that what you said, Lucille? Yes, it's not just the all the uh, the references from uh, what was that TV show? 
the Banana Stand show, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. All the Lucille references in that show just all flooded back to me, and it was hilarious. Sure. Well, that's not the reference I was going for. The bat is actually called Lucille. (laughs) Yeah, go watch Arrested Development, and this will all make sense. All right. Anyways, get some entries in. I want to play some more on the show. We still have the whole second half of season five to go, but I understand, you know, with the holidays and everyone taking time off and whatnot, no one was really uh, recording themselves acting out scenes from a crazy TV show. (laughs) Right. we got a whole half season left. That's right. So we'll get those in, talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get more on the show, and then someone will win big at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. All right. we got something else to do, Jason. I think this is the third time in the history of this podcast that we're going to do this. Okay. And it is another Talking Dead podcast taste test. Taste test. On-air taste test. Now, in the past... Okay, so third time. So we've done uh, pickle juice. Shot of pickle juice. I remember that. I don't remember why that came up, but yeah, we both took a shot of pickle juice to see what that would be. And just in case you're wondering, pickle juice is the water that pickles are packed in when you buy them in a jar. Right, which is... It was quite tasty. Actually, it wasn't bad. (laughs) And what was the second thing? The second thing was the spray string cheese. Oh, yeah. When Michonne... Uh, ate it on the show. We're like, hey, we don't have that stuff up here in Canada. So when I was in Chicago for Walker Stalker Con last year, last March, uh, I picked some up in a Walmart on my way home, and then we ate it on the air. Nice. Because <laughs> why not? Well, we are here today to do our third on-air Walking Dead-related taste test. All right. And we do have to thank listener Kelly in Tennessee for sending these in to us. And what I'm referring to is Morgan's favorite snack, the Goo Goo Cluster. Goo Goo Clusters. This is my first uh, interaction with a Goo Goo Cluster. Me too. I th- we saw it on the show, and we talked about it a little bit. We mentioned, what the hell's a Goo Goo Cluster? Well, a number of listeners wrote in and explained how they are native to Tennessee, I believe, yeah. And, well, yeah, uh, manufactured by the Standard Candy Company in Nashville, Tennessee. Visit us on GooGoo.com. GooGoo.com. That's quite the uh, quite the URL they got there. It's a very good one. Um, well, Kelly in Tennessee sent us a pack of them, and I, I have the packaging right here in case you wanted to see it, Jason. It's the Goo Goo Variety Pack. Nice. Say Goo Goo. <laughs> it says right on it. And in it came um, three original, two supreme, and one peanut butter. Oh, and, wait, and you gave me the peanut butter? I did. I did. Uh, I gave you one of each, right? An original, a supreme, yeah. and a peanut butter. So sorry, it it didn't. It came with five. Uh, six. Six. So say the say the types again. Three original, two of which yep. are here, one of which oh. you have. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Two supreme. We each have one, and then you have the peanut butter. I have the peanut butter. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I enjoy a good uh, peanut butter and chocolate combination treat. Well, good. So you're welcome to choose any one to try, but let's just not try the same one. I'm, no, I'm going to try the original. You're going to okay. Then I'll do the supreme. Uh, do you want to know how many calories are in each one before we eat these? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll tell you later. <laughs> so you're going to go original. I am. I'm okay. trying to figure out what the Best Buy date is. Best Buy one o two two one four ten twenty two fourteen. These are, are these expired? October twenty two fourteen. Huh. Well, yeah, I don't care. It's not that be. I care. I'm going to eat them anyway. Yeah, I'm totally going to eat it anyway. 10-22-14. That must be October 22nd, 2014. Yeah, I got 10-23-14. So uh, unless it's, you know, October of 23-14. 
<laughs> which you know we got lots of time. Yeah, we really do. Uh, you're right. That's 14. funny. The the uh, the box says 1022, but each individual one says 1023. All right. Well, we're, I'm gonna eat it anyway. So well, yeah. hopefully they don't kill us. Um, but I I don't think so. It's just best before. It's not you know. It's oh, not, that, that is, it has nothing to do with health and safety. It has to do with taste and satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. If it said poison after October yeah. 24, then I probably wouldn't eat it. That'd be quite the uh, quite the treat. <laughs> it would. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss that deadline. <laughs> treat until yeah. 10, 24, 14, poison afterwards. That's right. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and open my, my Supreme here. All right. Oh, look at that. It's a big original. lump of chocolate. The Supreme, just so everyone knows. Um... Actually, I don't know what it is. What's the difference between Supreme and, and, and Original? <laughs> uh, made with real milk chocolate. This is the Supreme. Yeah. Made with real milk chocolate. Okay. All right. What's well, the ingredients? Maybe think, the ingredients will tell all, I think they all have that. Oh, the first ingredient is sugar. Well, that's perfect. So basically, it's like a chocolate mound with nuts and caramel and uh, nougat and creamy marshmallow and fresh roasted peanuts. Oh, it sounds delicious. All right, I'm going to take a bite of this. I didn't know about the marshmallow. <laughs> you, you not like marshmallow? I don't like marshmallows. <laughs> okay, well, maybe mixed with all this other stuff, it's going to be delicious. Yeah, let's try it. All right, all right here, here we go. go. It's not bad. If you like chewing on the on the radio, you're about to get some. Now, you don't have to eat the whole thing all at once, but Jason's going for it, everybody. Oh. <laughs> I dropped some on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I made a mess on the desk here. Yeah, I lost it. It's a little, um, it's a little softer than I thought. I expected slightly more crunch to it. How about you? You got a mouthful still? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, that's good. I like that. I like that a fair bit. What do you think? What do you think of the Goo Goo Cluster? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> no. I think it's a little too chewy for my taste. Not a chewy guy, eh? Well, it's the marshmallow. I think I have the, I have the problem. Well, to be fair, you said you didn't like marshmallows. It's tasty, and I do like the, uh, the peanuts and the uh, bits of nougat and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just I've never been a fan of the marshmallow. A little crumbly. Do you like uh, roasted marshmallows over a fire? Uh, no, definitely not. Hmm. All right, that's then. the worst kind. Oh, raw marshmallows are better, eh? No, they're they're the worst kind too. Oh, they're all bad. And then when you mix them in stuff, that's even makes it worse. Okay. Well, I don't mind marshmallows, and I don't mind this at all. I would, I would, you know, I'd eat these. Probably not regularly because you know I'm fat enough already. But uh, <laughs> that's that's not bad. I don't mind that it's at not, all. It's not bad. I'm gonna try the peanut butter one later, but uh, not right now. All right. Well, I've got the originals here. Let's see if my kids wanna wanna try them some other time. Of course, they awesome. are expired. I don't know. Anyways, even though they're like three months out of date, pretty tasty. Yeah, <laughs> pretty tasty. Um, how would you rank this experience in, you know, a top three order of our now th- completed three taste tests? Huh. Well, that's uh, that's a good question. The pickle juice is pretty good. Yeah. And the, what was the second thing? The cheese, the spray cheese. Cheese, the spray cheese. I don't, did I like the spray cheese? I don't remember. I don't really, rec- I, I still have it if you want me to send it to you. I don't, I don't want, I didn't really like the spray cheese myself. Yeah, this is why I enjoy being married because uh, I can ask my wife if I like things. Do I? Do I like bread? <laughs> the answer yes. to that would be yes. Did I, did I used to like bread? 
And she answers things for me like Well, that. that's that's good, man. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Google Cluster I think is good. If I had to rank them, I'd say Google Cluster probably the best thing we had. Um, pickle juice would be second best, although slightly weird because nobody really drinks pickle juice. And then the string cheese or the spray cheese would have been the worst. I was not a big fan of that, I don't think. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, pickle juice first, Goo Goo Clusters second, and uh, cheese in a can third. The funny thing about the cheese in the can is I don't really remember my actual opinion of it. I just feel like I don't wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, emotionally, I shouldn't like something like that. Yeah, emotionally, that's not good for me at all. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you once again, Kelly, for sending those in. They are very good. And I will probably eat the rest of them or at least share them with my kids. And uh, maybe next time I'm going to be in Florida in a couple of weeks. Maybe I'll pick up another pack of uh, Goo Goo Clusters while I'm down there and try the peanut butter. Ooh, that's a good idea. All right. Let's move right along. Okay. The Walking Dead News. It's time for a little bit of Walking Dead news, and we're going to focus on two specific items here. <clears throat> that is, I still have uh, nougat stuck in my throat, I think. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I'll be working that out for the whole show. Yeah. Um, there's, so there's two things, and they are both released by AMC. One is the poster for season 5B. Right. Uh, they always do a poster to advertise or promote the second half of these split seasons they do and the second one is the newest trailer they put out now let's talk about the poster first okay so quick description we have the gang on a road and most of the crowd is walking away from the camera they're a little bit in the distance rick is in the uh medium distance i guess well yeah he's in the medium distance with daryl daryl's looking back at rick and rick is staring straight at the camera Right at us. Right at me, actually. Yeah, yeah. He is looking right at you, saying, what's up with you, man? What the fuck? <laughs> and then in the foreground, we have the map that says, the new world's going to need Rick Grimes on it. Well, he better get to the 13 colonies then. He better. He better. Because he that's where the new there. world starts. It, it, it really is. So, let's see. We got Tyrese, Maggie, Abraham, Carl, Glenn, Michonne, and one more person who I think is Carol. Is that Carol, the little tiny person right beside Daryl's knee there? Uh, it looks like Carol. It's the only Could person be. I can think of. Yeah, it's probably Carol. So it's it's the main group. That's the core cast. They're the ones walking away. Like I said, Rick's looking at the camera. He is, you know, eye-fucking the camera. That's that's what he does. Where's Eugene? Uh, Eugene, not there. And Noah, not there. Wow. Where's Eugene? That's what I got to know. It's a good question, actually. It's 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 almost more interesting to think about who's absent from this shot than who's in it. Um, now, I think it is interesting, though, that everyone is walking away except for Rick, who's looking back, and Daryl, who's sort of like, should we wait for Rick or should we just keep going or what? what what's he doing back there? Well, Daryl's obviously mad at uh, at Rick for looking at the camera. It's like, don't look at the camera. You're not supposed to TV. You're not supposed to look at the camera. This is a TV show. <laughs> That's right. But to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong. To me, this poster sell, this poster tells us that in the second half of this season, they're going to be on the road. <laughs> on that road, yeah. Maybe this particular road, but they are going to be traveling. I think they are definitely going to be traveling. They show a map. They show people walking down the road. Um, why is Rick looking back though? Does it mean anything that he's looking back? Does it say? 
you know, is, is Daryl waiting for Rick or is he doubting Rick? Is Rick looking to the past instead of the future? These are all things I'm wondering about. Are you sure that Daryl's looking at Rick? Well, is he looking at the camera too? He might be looking at the camera. I'm zooming in here. Let's, uh, I'm going to go in and see what his eye pixels are doing. <laughs> Cause you can tell <laughs> based on his eye pixels. Yeah. He's looking at Rick. Okay, so right, he's so looking... that was a red herring there. Sorry. All right, that's all right. So back to my original question, though. Like, is what I'm seeing here is the group moving forward. The group is on the road. They're trying to progress to the next stage of existence, whatever that may be for this this crowd. And Rick is the one who is looking back to the past. Right. And uh, Daryl, I think he may be torn. He'd be like, he's like, I want to move forward with the group, but my buddy Rick isn't quite ready, what do I do? Right. It am, could be. Am I reading too much into this poster? Well, you actually did use the phrase, he be like, so I'm not sure what he be like. <laughs> I corrected myself. I didn't mean to say he be like. <laughs> I, I caught it. It's still, still good. Rick be like looking at the past, man. <laughs> yeah, Rick be like looking at the camera, and Daryl be like looking at Rick, and they be like uh, confused about going forward. There's something hold, dragging them back. Maybe it's Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's the armored pierogi. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he's actually hauling up the rear, and Rick's like, "Come on, man, hurry the hurry the hell up." Yeah, let's go. One more question. Rick is obviously the central focus of this poster. Now, to be fair, he usually is the central focus of all the posters. Yeah, but there has been one of the governor. They they put out a season. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Four B focus on the governor, or three B focus on the governor? Um. Do you think this poster, to me or to you, <laughs> signals a a renewed focus on Rick's character? Because to be honest, he almost hasn't been the main character for a little while now. It's uh, it could be. Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's that or whether they just needed uh, a face to show on the poster to get people interested. Right? It could be nothing. It could be n- nothing more than. Uh, eye-catching, let's get people uh, to talk about and be interested in this. You know, it's not it's not a photograph. It's a, obviously a, a Photoshopped construction of some kind. Yeah, it does actually. I made a note here. It does really look very Photoshoppy. I mean, Rick's, Rick's, Rick's face doesn't even look real, really. Yeah, it looks like they, uh, I don't know, maybe they, it looks like they took a picture of Rick, put it on a T-shirt, Took a photograph of that T-shirt, and then uh, cut out the head and pasted it on the body of uh, what probably is Rick. <laughs> what probably is, but the more I stare at his face, the more his head looks like a disembodied head, like floating, like a cardboard cutout disembodied head floating above yeah. his body. Well, I- I'm pretty sure that it's gone through the T-shirt process. Okay, <laughs> it's been T-shirtized at least once. That's what they do, eh? They T-shirtize stuff. Yeah, you you know you print it out in a T-shirt and take a photograph of it, and away you go. Okay, well, it's it's definitely very processed. This whole this whole image, um, I like the you know in typical Walking Dead fashion. There's a sort of foreboding sky above them, lots of ominous looking clouds. There's a wrecked out house with part of its roof missing. I'm not sure really how that happens, even in yeah, the zombie the- apocalypse. Okay, the sunshine is coming from three at least three different directions. <laughs> this photograph. Well, the sun so is the sun is set on the on the far side of the trees because we can see the reflection of the clouds, right? In the background behind Daryl. 
Uh, then there is a lens flare from the sun coming from the top left of the picture. That's true. Uh, and then it looks like they're, the shadows, uh, I'm not sure. They kind of seem like the light source should be like directly behind Rick in the far distance. So, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. A lot of different lighting stuff going on here. Yeah, you know, pick a light source. If it's going to be outside, you know, the the, the typical light source is the sun mm-hmm. or the moon. This uh, this has a number of uh, distinct light sources. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you might be right there. Maybe um, this is uh, you remember that um, the photograph of uh, the guy who shot JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yep, that photograph of Lee Harvey Oswald that they put out where he was holding the rifle and his head looked disembodied and the shadows were all weird and the rifle was kind of strange. Maybe this is uh, kind of reminiscent of that. <laughs> They're going for that. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, that that's the only thing I can th- think of. Harvey Oswald. All right. There's a yeah. There's a famous photograph of him holding a rifle. I can't think of the picture, but I'll look it up after we're done here. I think it's a nice enough poster, but you're right. It's it's pretty highly processed, and I think what they were going for is. Look at this group. They're on the road. They're traveling. They're going ahead. Rick's not really falling behind. He just has to be the guy who looks at the camera because it's Rick, and he has good eyes for camera. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have any other thoughts on this poster, let us know. Send us an email, and, uh, you know, if there's something obviously huge glaring that we're missing or, you know, making way too much of, which is probably the case, (laughs) let us know. (laughs) Right. Okay, so the other thing that AMC put out earlier this week was this Surviving Together trailer for uh, Season 5B. Right. And I've watched it a few times, and you've watched it. And I'll do a quick description. It's the gang moving through a forested area, and Rick is doing a voiceover. He's saying surviving. Surviving together is all that matters, is what he says. And we don't see any danger, but they seem to encounter some sort of danger in the woods rick signals them to stop they all raise their guns and become very alert and uh at a certain point they start firing a lot of shooting goes on then that finishes up and they continue on their way right and carol's got her signature uh brass knuckles knife thing which is awesome yeah that is pretty awesome um the whole the whole trailer has a kind of cool, like, foggy, misty vibe going on. Like, it's all very smoky, almost, in that uh, in that forest. Well, it's a fog, because you can see their breath. Yeah, I was going right? to say that. I thought it was really cool how you could see Rick's breath. Yep. So, it's cold, too. Um, because, I assume so. Yeah, it must be cold if you can see his breath. Um, but it's really moody, and there's sort of ambiance, and it's almost like it has a dreamlike quality, I thought. You know? Yeah, everything's in slow-mo. Yeah, slow mo and and just kind of sexy looking, like they've sexied it up a lot for this for right. this trailer. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, well, I'm going to tell you something. I wrote down a note here that right after I watched it, and I wrote this note, and I wrote exactly. Rick's beard looks really fake in the scene where he drops used shells out of his python. Right. Did you notice that while you were watching it? Anything funny about Rick's beard? His beard does look pretty fake, doesn't it? It's a fake beard. 
and that has been basically confirmed. So I did a search online for Rick Trailer fake beard, I think, and yeah. I came up with an actual blog post somewhere um, because some Reddit user went on Reddit and said, I work for the production company that made this trailer. If you want to ask me any questions, let me know. And the first thing he said is, oh, just to address the conversation above, that is a fake beard. Right. Just for the trailer, fake beard. Just for the trailer, fake beard. Hopefully right. real beard for the show. Because if hope. he has a fake beard and he's walking around in the, the second half of the season with this fake old stupid beard, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm writing him a letter. Well, here's what's happened. The Rick, Andrew Lincoln, grew a beard. We know that. He had a real beard in the first half of the season. Yeah. Something happens in season five that allows him to shave off his beard, or they get to a point where they shave it. And then, because he's been seen in public, he's made appearances without the beard. And then they went and shot this trailer and put a fake beard on him to kind of pretend that whatever we're seeing here is happening early on in season 5B. That makes perfect sense. It does, but it also tells us that this is not a scene from the show. From the oh, God, no. Episodes. Did you think that? I didn't think that for a second. No, honestly, I didn't either, but I watched it and it occurred to me after, I thought this might be a collection of scenes sort of cut together. I thought it did have the sort of feeling of... Maybe one central scene of some of them going through the forest, but then there were scenes of the individual characters. I thought maybe they'd cut them in from somewhere else, but clearly this is just shot for yeah. the for this trailer, basically. Not a chance. I didn't uh, think for a second that this would, had anything to do with the actual plot lines in the show. I never thought this was going to happen. I thought this was uh, just mostly a... Uh, I thought it was all a look how cool they look mm-hmm. uh, going through the forest and firing their weapons and being angry and... Uh, you know, wearing fake beards. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should all have had a fake beard on. In fact, I challenge, <laughs> I challenge the internet. Someone do an edit of this video where everybody has a fake beard on. I'm going to put on a fake beard. Please, please do that. That will be hilarious. <laughs> and I'll post it on our Facebook page for millions of people to see. I'll have to buy a fake beard. <clears throat> well, they can't be that hard to come by. Well, I mean, if you can wait a little while, I could, I could save up from uh, shaving. And we'll put together a fake beard. Oh, you're going to put... <laughs> make a fake beard? I'll make a fake beard. Huh. Maybe the next time I cut my hair, I'll, I'll keep it and make a beard out of it. Why not, man? Good idea. Uh, <laughs> no, but if someone can, can edit this trailer together and, and like CGI on a fake beard on all the characters, that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I got to thinking, here's a trailer where it has nothing to do with the show. I mean nothing to do with a plot line or a scene from the show. Right. And we have a poster that is super Photoshopped. I don't think they're showing us anything at all from season 5B. We we have these two things. I don't think the poster I don't think they'll, you know, they'll ever be walking down that road with with the uh with a uh, house without its roof and stuff like that. I I don't think they've really given us anything here. No, absolutely nothing, which is unusual. Usually they do show us something, don't they? Um, yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you for confirming that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I, didn't think for a second that either one of these were actual, uh, going to show up in the, in the show in the second half of the season. All right. Well, I mean, we got, uh, we don't know what we're going to get then. And along those lines, 
A friend of the show, Adam, posted on our Facebook page, and he said, For the first time in a while, I am generally excited to see where the show takes us. This could all be leading to what happened next in the comics, or it could be a side story that is just for the show. I noticed Noah does not seem to be in any of the stills. I wonder if this is intentional or if he's season 5.2's red shirt. Mm. Now, I just want to say the other thing that I noticed, who uh, a character that was notably absent from the trailer, was Carl. Right. Um, but he's in the poster. He's in the poster. I I got that. But, you know, every other character is in that trailer. Why wouldn't Carl be there? Like, could he just not shoot that day? It's probably something mundane like that. Yeah, probably. He had school. He had an exam. Uh, something. Maybe he went out for a you know, went out on a date. It's like, I'm not going in for an extra shoot. I got a date with this person over here and I'm going to have it. I got a date. We're going for dinner. Why would I want to go and, you know, shoot an ad for my giant TV show? I got a date over here. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the idea behind the TV show is to to get dates. And so why would I spend a date in order to get more dates? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. All right. You know, why be on TV otherwise? Right. If you can't get girls, why not? Why why be on TV at all? Well, I didn't want to judge. I kept saying dates. I don't know. If you can't find a significant other, why be on TV at all? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I just think it was interesting that Carl was missing, but uh, you're right. Maybe there was just something that was keeping him away. Yeah, he's busy. All right. Anyways, well, Noah, Noah isn't in either. Does that mean Noah's dead? No, it doesn't mean anything. All right. It's, it just they got whoever was available that day. Hey, let's go to the bush and uh, shoot a trailer. Hey, cool. Oh, crap. I don't have a beard. Um, All right. We'll shave an extra and put a beard on you. <laughs> shave an extra. Tyrese just cut his hair. We'll, uh, or, you know, you know what? You, gotta, you need a good hair match. So, you know, you find the, the extra with the with the best hair <laughs> that matches what uh, Rick's beard looks like, looked like, and then uh, shave that sucker. All I'm saying is Abraham really is dolphin smooth right now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and all of his hair is now on Rick's face. Oh, that that's kind of uh kind of disgusting. <laughs> well, what do you think they do? How do you how do you think they get wigs and fake beards? They use real hair. I suppose they do, yeah. But I don't want to think about Abraham's hair and him being dolphin smooth and gluing it on Rick's face. Uh they couldn't pay those guys enough to do that. Uh, they, they probably could. could. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. So we have a trailer and a poster that mean absolutely nothing, and we don't know where Season 5B is going, but we're all very excited to find out. Right. Okay. Now what we're going to do is talk about the companion show, the upcoming companion show for The Mm -hmm. Walking Dead. And what I'm going to do here first is run through... a little bit, I'm just starting to do an, everything we know about the companion show so far. A quick recap on all that. Right. So we're going to review the first three episodes. Uh, that's yeah. right. That's right. We've seen them. <laughs> recap them. And yeah. we're going to recap the first three episodes. So get ready for that. It's a little okay, spoilery. That, that's, that's sorry. I, I, I faked that. That's an out and out lie. We don't, we haven't seen them. Out and out. I haven't. You no. might have. No, no, there's nothing out there yet. What I'm going to do is go through everything we know so far. And then I thought we would do something kind of a surprise, something a little special. If you've been listening for a while, you know that we, during the off-season, tend to do these Walking Dead actor spotlights, where we we choose some uh, some select selections from the actor's back catalog, and we watch it, and we discuss it. And we review it, kind of. We've done all the primary actors on the show. 
So this time, since we know some of the actors on the uh, companion show, we decided to choose one thing from each of their back catalogs, watch it, and chat about it here. Cool. And it was fun. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Let's first run through what we know. So it was announced not too long ago that the companion TV show will be shot and set in Los Angeles. L.A. So we are on the West Coast now. And we know that it takes place early on in the zombie apocalypse. So they're going to hang out in the Staples Center, I bet. Yeah, why not? It's a big uh, big arena, stadium. The, King, yeah. the Kings play then there. Then they'll go to LAX, and uh, that's pretty much all I know about Los Angeles. You've been there. You must know more about it than that. Yeah, and you know, I've seen snippets here and there. There was a theater I saw a movie in, but I couldn't tell you where it was to save my life. Was it the Man Chinese Theater, the big fancy one? No, it wasn't. We saw Bubba Hotep there. I don't think they would play Bubba Hotep at uh, the Man <laughs> Chinese Theater. Well, you never know. I don't know. You've seen the was Hollywood it? sign. Uh, yeah, I have it. it. I've seen the I've seen the Hollywood sign in real life. Good. All right. Well, um, we know it takes place in L.A. and it's shot there, which is exciting. Greg Nicotero said this, and I quote, there was something that was very, very important when the notion of a companion series was even brought up. Many of us, the actors and the executive producers, wanted to make sure that anything we did, we didn't want it to diminish our story, our storyline, our characters, and the momentum that we have. So the intent is that it is going to be its own standalone world. Right, so we're not, we're not going to get a crossover. No, no crossover. No crossover at all. Uh, which reminds me, the uh, remember when Morales, the character, the guy who played Morales, mm -hmm. was on the IMDb page for this show? Yep. He has been removed. Oh. So that probably means nothing, but it probably meant nothing that he was on there at all to begin with. I was hoping for like a Happy Days Laverne and Shirley kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they're set in the same world and, you know, you get a crossover every now and again. Mm -hmm. Or uh, it was Friends and uh, Mad About You were set in the same world. Do you know anything about Friends or Mad About You? Um, Friends and Mad About You? Yeah, that's right. Because what's his name? Paul Reiser showed up in Friends once in a while, right? Uh, Paul Reiser didn't. Uh, I, I think he might have shown up, but it was uh, Phoebe. Phoebe and her sister. Her sister was a... Uh, uh, a regular uh, waitress in Mad About You, and then they cast uh, yes. uh, the same actress, ac actress in Friends, and they just made them twins. But they're set in the same universe. All right. Well, that we actually do have that in this case. We have two shows set in the same universe, but I don't think there's going to be any character crossover. Right. Certainly not at the beginning of the show. Um, all right. So the characters in the um, in the companion show are going to be a guy named Sean Cabrera. He is played by actor called Cliff Curtis, and the description was a Latino male in his early 40s. Sean is a good man trying to do right by everyone in his life. Now, subsequently, we have found out that he is a teacher and is divorced. A divorced teacher? That's right, a divorced teacher. <laughs> wow. Then we have another character, Cody Cabrera, Sean's whip-smart and rebellious teenage son, known as the angriest kid in town. And um, I don't believe we have an actor playing Cody yet. Then we've got Nancy Tompkins, played by Kim Dickens. Nancy is a 30-something single mom to two kids. Nancy looks like the girl next door, but there's an edge to her. And since then, we found out that she was a guidance counselor at the same school that Cliff taught at, or I should say Sean taught at. Right. And she's in a relationship with Sean. So we've got a couple already. Right. 
Then we've got Nick Tompkins, played by Frank Delane, and that's Nancy's screwed-up teenage son. He's too old to stay home, but too scared to flee on his own. I'm a little frightened. And Deadline.com reported that he is a former drug addict, which is interesting, and that he's ambitious and more level-headed than... No, that's the next character. Forget that. The next character is Ashley Tompkins, (laughs) and (laughs) she's played by Alicia Debnam Carey, Nancy's mostly level-headed teenage daughter. Her ambition is to direct is in direct proportion to her older brother's failures. She loves her mom, but it's time to get out of Dodge. Right. And I was going to say she's ambitious and more level-headed than her brother, but it says that right there in the description. So There it is. Um, Alicia Debnam Carey plays hers. Finally, we have Andrea Chapman, and the description of her is a somewhat wilted flower child. 40-something Andrea, yep, another Andrea, has retreated to the outskirts of the city to recover after a horrible marriage. Not not the zombie apocalypse. Don't recover from the zombie apocalypse, but from a horrible marriage. Well, when you're, I, I assume she lives at uh, Haight Ashbury. I think she's probably well, doing. No, that's in San San Diego, isn't it, or San Francisco? Haight Ashbury is in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's nowhere near Los Angeles. No, it's like a seven-hour drive or something like that. So well, I don't know if it's seven hours, but it's a goodly way. It's pretty far. Um. Uh, anyways, yeah, that's not in L.A. Um, and I don't think we have an actor playing Andrea Chapman yet either. So we have four. We've got Cliff Curtis, Kim Dickens, Frank Delane, and Alicia Debnam Carey. Now, there are a couple of, well, there's really one rumor that I wanted to uh, also mention, and that is that there will be a comic companion to the new show. So instead of like our original show being based on a comic, we now have a show and then a comic coming out to support it. Right. Okay. So it's not going to, when you said comic companion, I thought maybe, you know, it was comedic relief. No. We're going to have like Chris Rock on the show <laughs> as a comic companion to the show. No. Narrating. Chris Rock <laughs> narrates this, this thing. <laughs> that would what, be. You know, I would watch that. I would watch Chris Rock narrate a show. I like Chris about Rock. The zombie, apoc- zombie apocalypse. I'm not sure this is the right show for that, but yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Well, in an Arrested Development kind of vein, maybe Ron Howard could do it. <laughs> I'd like to see that. There you go. Uh, no, comic book, as in printed material, pictures yep. and words on paper, um, that will be a companion to this show. All right, I'm right there with you. Okay, very good. I, I do think that might be interesting, actually, to... I mean, will the comic tell exactly the same story? Will the comic sort of No, be... it's a companion. It would be... Uh, it would be Maybe it's picking up the story during the hiatus and between seasons kind of thing. Mm. And then, you know, maybe it's uh, it's one of the, it's a kind of a crossover. You have to do both in order to keep up with what's going on. Uh, or, well, I, uh, they wouldn't do that because they'd lose too many, too many viewers and readers, but. Well, okay, not uh, required, but, you know, optional reading. Like it's not necessary, but it would be canon to the, you know, they'd be canon to each other. Yeah, right? maybe fill in some gaps, things like that, that aren't necessary. You know what it'd be like? It'd be like the webisodes that they did for this right. this show, for the main show. Yeah. Sort of little bonus stories that you don't really need to follow along. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so there you go. That, I think, is everything we know about the spinoff so far. There's bound to be more information coming soon because, well, they're starting to shoot like any day now. They keep saying shooting in early 2015, so... Should be pretty soon. Wow, it's early 2015. It really is. It's the 12 days of it, so that's early. Um, all right, so we decided to choose uh, a movie 
or a TV show from each of these four actors so far and watch it. And we only decided this earlier this week, so we pounded through it all in the last few days. I get the feeling you pounded through most of it today. <laughs> well, no, I watched a sh- I watched one on uh, it was yesterday, and <laughs> the rest I watched. Uh, I crammed one in this morning, and then to the rest of it after work today, and finished the last, you know, f- you know, waning minutes of the last movie. Uh, mere moments before this uh, podcast started. Mere moments. All right. Well, let's start with the one TV show that we chose here. Okay. And that is Cliff Curtis. He was in a show called Missing in that started in 2012, and we watched season one, episode one of this show. Yes, we did. And it it also stars uh, Ashley Judd, right? Yes. My my wife sat down to watch this with me, and she said, "Oh, it's the non singing Judd." Apparently. Yeah, that's Ashley Judd. Right. The other Judds are, are, are singers. Uh, and it stars her as a, a mother who has a very close relationship with her son, who eventually goes off to study in Italy and then goes missing. And she decides to take it upon herself to go and find her son. Right. So she heads to Italy and starts kicking ass and taking names. Like huge, big time. And I'm watching this going, what? the hell is going on like how does this you know uh sort of mild-mannered lady who works in a flower shop suddenly go to italy kick the crap out of a dude kill him and then be on the run from who knows what bad guys and sort of you know is able to handle it well two things one you know have you seen many ashley judd uh movies no i haven't she does this in all her movies Really? She's like, you know, starts off being this this meek thing, but ends up, uh, you know, being tough and uh, kicking crap out of, you know, it's not all action adventure, but she's always, she plays this kind of part where she wants to make you think that she's this uh, this meek person that, that is not capable of dealing with intense situations, but then rises to the challenge to uh, deal with intense situations. Well, that's not exactly what happens here, though. No, it isn't. She's an ex-CIA operative that uh, knows how to kick ass and take names, and she uh, goes into retirement to raise her son because uh, her uh, her husband, Sean Bean, uh, gets blown up in the first three minutes of the television show. It's weird to have Sean Bean as such a well-known face name guy. Actually, Come on, if you if you called made a, a casting call for somebody who's going to die in the first five minutes of a television show, Sean Bean would have his agent call on that producer right away. Sean Bean is the man. If you need a guy to He's die the in the first episode, storyline, whatever, right. He's your you man. You need somebody to die? I'm your dude. I'm Sean Bean. You know I can do it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I, I kind of, I mean, I only watched this one episode here, but I kind of thought maybe Sean Bean would show up again in flashbacks, maybe. Oh, he's too big for that. Really? So he's yeah, not he's, too big to die after two minutes, but he's too big. Oh my to god, be in a no! Flashback. He's in eight episodes. I'm looking at the the uh, the thing here. He's in eight episodes. Oh, see, there you go. Okay, so he dies in the first five minutes, but apparently he comes back to life, or there's flashbacks. Could be either. Really, could be either. Could, he was an agent too. Remember? Is was he? Oh yeah, right. She said he was an agent, or somebody said. I mean, in fact, I think Cliff Curtis might have said. So Cliff plays a current agent. Who he's is, a CIA guy, yeah. Yep, stationed in Paris, and he's involved in this case because uh, they figure out that um, 
what's her name? Judd, Ashley Judd is doing something and the U.S. government, the CIA wants to bring her in because, you know, she's no longer an agent. Yeah. And that's basically the premise of this show. I thought Cliff was pretty good. This is the only thing I've ever seen Cliff in. Really? Well, I think so. I can't. I know he's been in a ton of stuff, but he never really stood out to me if I have seen him before. I've seen him in lots of stuff. I saw. I remember when Trauma, the TV series, came out, and he was in that. I only watched like one or two episodes, but I remember him being in that. Uh, I remember he was in Sunshine. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's right. I remember him in Sunshine. Yeah, he was in uh, Training Day. You never did. You ever see Training Day? Denzel Washington nope. and Ethan Hawke. No. Uh, Denzel Washington was okay. He's you know Denzel Washington's Denzel Washington in everything. Ethan Hawke sucked the screen. It was just so <laughs> horrible to watch. I watched it once and I was like, okay, this is okay. Then I started to watch it again, and uh, you know, months later, I'm like, oh my god, Ethan Hawke was horrible. I'm glad he didn't win Best Supporting Actor because he was up for it next to Denzel Washington. That would have been great if the two actors, Best Supporting, Best uh, you know, Lead Actor, that would have been an awesome thing. Anyway, Training Day was good, but uh, Ethan Hawke sucked. All right. Uh, and Cliff Curtis was uh, was really good. Okay. And and Blow, he was Pablo Escobar in Blow. I remember that too. I, I've seen him in lots of stuff. Okay, I haven't and, seen Blow either. Well, watch Blow. That's a pretty good movie. Okay. All right. Well, I my Cliff Curtis viewing experience is limited. Let's just say that. It's I think it may be limited to Sunshine and now this missing TV show. Right. So anyways, um I didn't the mind. The show sucked. No, no I didn't sucked. mind it. I didn't mind it. Oh, give me a break. I mean, the I green th- screen crap was horrible. It was it was shaky cam during the fighting. I mean, I get that. That was bad. And it was kind of silly because these shows are always silly. But that- Even the shaky cam couldn't fix actually, actually Judd punching air half, well, we, half the time. Yeah, but that's, well, maybe not, but that's what it's there for. <laughs> it was, it was, this was a horrible, horrible show. It was a kind of a cross between 24 and something else, and it just it didn't do anything well. So the cliffhanger like, at the end didn't make you even a tiny bit curious about what happens? No, I was thankful that the episode was over and I didn't have to watch any more of it. Huh. I, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I felt like that watching the whole thing, but then it's the end, and I'm like, oh, but now I sort of want to know... And I don't know what I'm gonna do because I don't no, want to watch don't, anymore. Because they're gonna drag it out. It's really just a. It's a. It's a sucker. It's a sucker punch. It. It doesn't do anything. It's. It's a. Uh, they're, they're, it's not gonna pay off. You're. You're gonna be too. In, just investing in another episode is not gonna be worth it. And then it'll be a cliffhanger at the end. It's what Twenty Four did all the time. Yeah. They would get to the end of the episode. And it's like, oh my god, that they finally revealed a friggin' plot point, and then they spend the next episode. Uh, with a car chase and a gunfight and uh, punching air and doing stuff. And then finally, at the end of the episode, you'd get a plot point. I thought you were a big 24 fan. I am a big 24 fan, but I know the formula. And this was the formula not at its best. Mm, I agree with you there. I, I completely think you know think that's a valid point. But I still was like, oh, it's the end now. And like there's, there's unwrapped up, there's strings dangling, and I want to know yeah. where they're leading. At least with 24, everything was in supposed real time, and the fact that uh, Jack Bauer had to travel across the city to get from point A to point B would mean that he would have to go 380,000 miles an hour across (laughs) Los Angeles during 3 p.m. traffic during a weekday. I don't think so. So that was fun, and he never ate, and that's okay. He never went to the bathroom, and that's fine. In the last season, he had sex, which was kind of interesting. (laughs) That's a waste of time. <laughs> like they were doing other things while he was having sex, but she died shortly after that, so it was okay. Ooh, all right. I don't know what that says. 
All right. Well, okay. So missing wasn't great. Um, I, I throughout the whole thing. I thought this is just silly. Um, even though at the end I was kind of wanted to keep watching it, but, uh, Cliff Curtis was fine. I thought he did a good job. Uh, yeah. I think Cliff Curtis did a good job. The whole show is a, in general was a piece of crap. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, what do you want to talk about next then? Kim Dickens? Sure. I like Kim Dickens too. All right. Kim Dickens. We watched a movie on Netflix from 2012 called At Any Price. This movie confused me, Jason. Well, what, sexually? Uh, no, not sexually at all. It confused <laughs> me in every other way, though. Um, it was kind of weird. Made was, you hungry, but you didn't, weren't sure if you were hungry, you had to go to the bathroom? I was hungry for corn the whole time. <laughs> um, I want some corn. Yeah. Except so, for they had a sex in a pile of corn. Yeah, they that, did. that turn you off some corn there? Well, that wasn't corn, that was wheat. It was, are you, you're right, it was wheat. It doesn't matter, the whole thing. The whole movie made very, speaking of not making very much sense, this movie was weird. Like, was it about, uh, okay, I'll tell you what it's about. I'll try to anyways. <laughs> so there's a farmer. There's uh, a farmer yeah. and his family. One son is off like climbing mountains, traveling the world. The That's other incredible. son is living there in the town on the farm and has a girlfriend and is into, really into car racing. At least, sort of. At least for the first time. 30, until he's not. <laughs> until he's not. Yeah, into the first half of the movie he is. And until then... until he doesn't uh, uh, win at everything. At, you know, the first sign of trouble where he isn't the absolute best, he just kind of gives up and that's it. Car racing is over. Right. So he's he's doing this car racing thing. There's a little bit of a... Um, the movie's kind of about the relationship between the father and the son to a degree, but also about the the troubles that the father, the farmer, is going through. Who played the, the father? I don't remember his name. It was what's his name? Look that up. It's a famous I'm guy. Look that up. Um, but the, the troubles he's having running the farm because he may or may not have engaged in some illegal farming activities with genetically modified seeds. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. So that's kind of the movie right there. We've got the farmer, father, genetically modified troubles. We've got the son with the car racing. Um, we've got the son's girlfriend who has a strange part in the film. And then something really, really weird happens, and the movie completely changes again. And should we give that away? Oh, yeah. All right. So then they kill a guy. <laughs> With a hammer. The son kills a dude by accident. And the sort movie, of. Well, they're in a yes. fight, and he hits him. I, I, I dispute the kill a guy. <laughs> well, obviously, he's dead. They dumped him down a hole. But no, they, they just he hit him in the face with a hammer. Not very hard. And he died. And it didn't, it didn't even leave a mark, but the guy died. Okay. Regardless of the reality of, of the murder, he's dead, and he yes. was killed by the son of Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Um, and, Zach Efron. Uh, that's right, Zach Efron. Okay. Yeah, he was in 17 again. All right, fine. I don't know. Um, and, then, and then, so, like, is this movie about car racing? Is it about farming? Is it about genetically modified seeds? Is it about, like, hiding a murder? I mean, it, there was so many weird things going on in this no, film it's about family that's <sighs> it family does shit like dennis quaid the entire reason for his being and doing anything that he does was to live up to his father's expectations and all he wants is for his sons to live up to his expectations but it was such a disjointed group of of occurrences and events yeah. that i didn't tie it all together like you were saying he's he's a car like the first hour of the movie this kid is so into car racing, and it's about car racing. And then he gets in a big race, and he can't handle it. 
and he he pulls out and and then it's like they never talk about car racing again and then they and then he drives his car slowly into a tree but ends up in the hospital well he drove it pretty fast into it. no he did it that wouldn't it barely even dented the car he would have bounced off the steering wheel if he didn't have his five-point harness on and he would have went oh okay. That was unfortunate, but he ended up in the hospital with a cane that he had to walk with for the rest of the movie. Whatever. All I'm trying to say is, like, we had all this weird stuff going on, and for me, it didn't tie together in any way. And it just felt like, okay, we got a really good idea for a father-son movie where the son is a car racer. And we got a really good idea about a for a movie about um, a farmer who's using genetically modified seeds and we got a good message there and then we got a and then we got heather graham like what was her point in this whole movie well she needed to sleep with the father and the son this is all about family remember (laughs) what was the point she had sex with both the father and the son yeah like but didn't was there for no other perceivable reason well, no, it's, it's Heather Graham. She's never really there for any perceptible reason. Oh, come on. To take her top off and, and, uh, well, she didn't take it even that, all the way off. That's a reason. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> she's not a good actress. She's okay, but she, I've, I've liked her in things before, but she, that's because she takes her clothes off. That's not the only reason. It's not the only reason, but she was It's a big one. It may be a big one. It's a couple <laughs> of big ones. Anyways, she, <laughs> she was in this movie like for no reason. Like she was just, she didn't serve any purpose. It was just one more thing that the movie got muddled and confused with. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm going to say that you've, uh, I, I don't know. You've been saying things that I seem to be defending this movie. I just want to state outright that I hated this movie. It was horrible. It ruined my day. It made me less of a man afterwards. I wa- I started watching this movie. I was like, okay, I'm going to get this movie out of the way and then I'm going to get over clean the basement. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. I'm going to get everything organized. I'm going to make dinner. We're going to go chop some wood. They're going to have a fire. Everything's going to be great. At the end of this movie, it's like, all I want to do is take a nap. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. It ruined my whole day. Except I had to, I did nothing until Sunday morning when I did all this stuff that I was planning on doing Saturday after this movie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we had to sit through the entire American national anthem like from beginning to end. It's true. During, we had, you know, you you can just, you know, touch on it. Say, yes, national anthem, and then move on. We sat through the whole thing. We sat through the entire Lord's Prayer. Yep. Our Father, who art in heaven, the entire thing. Mm-hmm. They had, uh, they went, they did some weird uh, Friday Night Lights music to just that Southern kind of, uh, not even it's not even Southern. It was just like they took the, the mood from Friday Night Lights and tried to apply it to this movie, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the entire uh, concept of the movie is disjointed and stupid. Yeah, um, that was my biggest problem, that they had a bunch of different stories that, that didn't really connect with each other, I didn't yeah. think. And if they just picked one and fleshed it out properly, it might have been a better movie. Yeah, there was this. Uh, there was this girl that uh, her parents weren't around, uh, so she was hanging out there for some reason, well, like on their farm. That's the girlfriend. That's Zac Efron's yeah, girlfriend. That, yeah, but it didn't really explain her very much. And then uh, Dennis Quaid is like, "Yeah, you're coming with me. I'm gonna go try and sell some seeds, and you're coming." <laughs> yeah. Why the hell would she go? Hey. Like, I'm sunbathing here. Fuck you. Go like go to hell. I'm not going with you to sell some seeds. Why would I want to do that? All right. Is Kim Dickens even in this movie? <laughs> yeah, she plays the mother of uh, Zach Efron and the wife of Dennis Quaid. That's right. And has a very small part. And I thought she did a, a good a good job. Yeah, to be honest, she was 
the only kind of redeeming quality of this this movie. I thought she was okay, but I don't I think, think she it, had her own plot points. No, she didn't. She was always in the background of of stuff. The only thing that was important for her character was um, as a support system for Dennis Quaid. He admits to her that you know uh, the son killed the dude and they hid the body. Yeah, and she supports him for that and that says something about the family you're right it's family it's you know the family does this crap for each other they all know the, the dirty little secrets and they protect each other yeah sure we killed the guy with a hammer and threw him down a hole and then we threw the hammer down the hole and then we stole all the guys like they killed the son of dennis quaid's biggest competitor right for selling seeds that's right and so they threw they killed the guy threw him down a hole and then when uh, when the guy was upset about the loss of his son Clancy Brown, who was in Lost, uh, they uh, they stole his business, yeah, from under him These while are... he was all sad. It's like, well, you weren't doing it, so I took back that territory from you, and now I'm the uh, number one in four counties. Yeah, like not, assholes. Not, not very nice. People, <laughs> Seriously. Really. Um, but if I can say one more nice thing about it, Kim Dickens was was good. And her, at least her character served a purpose. And I did think that the opening, they, the movie opened with a montage, basically, of the family growing up over about 18 years. And it was kind of done to music with this home video style. And I thought that was actually pretty good. They, they montaged the sons growing up over 18 years pretty well. But that was like the opening bit. And then the movie really started and it all went downhill from there. Um, it also, I thought that the cornfields all looked like bad matte paintings to me, a lot of them. <laughs> well, they, they look like that though. Yeah, maybe. But do you think those were real cornfields they yes, actually shot? Really? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. I think they were painted, some of them. Or, or maybe digitally extended, not very well. Uh, maybe digitally extended, but, uh, no, that's, uh, they, they kind of look like that. <laughs> all right. Cornfields just look fake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Kim Dickens, um, I'm sure she has a lot better stuff we, we could have watched. Uh, oh, and she's been in so much yeah. and has been in so good in so many things. Uh, Sons of Anarchy, Lost, uh, Deadwood. I loved her in Deadwood. Uh, yeah, I'm very, she's the one I'm most excited about for this show. We got nothing to worry about with Kim. No, nothing at all. Okay. Joni Stubbs is one of my favorite characters on Deadwood. Cool. Someday I should watch Deadwood. You should... Uh, you should watch Deadwood. It's like it's one of those shows that uh, you know when you don't watch a show for a long time and it loses all meaning and uh, there's no point in watching it anymore. Yes, like Braveheart, right? You have which you haven't seen. Correct. Did you watch Braveheart? No, never seen it. But oh, now, you watch Fargo, the TV show finally, and the movie. Yeah, you finally watched Fargo, the TV sh or the movie. Yes. Uh, okay, so Deadwood, you can go back and watch it, like because it's a period piece, right? It's not. Uh, it's it's still uber cool. Okay, so do it. I will try to do, do that it right somewhere. now. <laughs> Why are you still talking? Okay, I'm going to pause, go watch 12 seasons of Deadwood or whatever there is, and then I'll be right three. back. three. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Kim, we, we look forward to her in, in the new uh, TV show about The Walking Dead. Okay, the next one, The Devil's Hand, a movie right. from uh, last year, well, 2014, starring Alicia Debnam Carey. Now, do you, why don't you run down briefly what this movie's all about? Uh, it's some piece of crap movie about uh, a bunch of uh, people that uh, are sort of like, uh, what are they, not Mormons, but uh, what am I thinking of? They're sort of like Amish. Amish people. Yeah. Yeah, they've kind of self-isolated and are trying to be pure, and uh, 
the guy from Star Trek gets really mad that these six girls were born on the sixth of the sixth day of the sixth month. And then when they turn 18, he's pretty sure that one of them is going to become the devil. So, uh, he's pretty pissed off and, and wants to kill them all under the guise of being a holy person. It's, it's basically, yeah, it's, it, they're more or less a, a religious cult that have isolated themselves from the town nearby. And they have this prophecy that says six girls will be born on the sixth day of the sixth month. And as you said, when they turn 18, one of them will become the devil. Right. And that's what's going on here. So at the beginning of the movie, we see the girls born. Only five of them survive. And then we cut ahead 18 years or 17 years and, you know, 50 weeks or so yep. to uh, leading into their 18th birthday. And the girls start getting, uh, start dying. And, uh, you know, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> no yeah. pun intended. And Alicia plays basically the main character whose character's name is Mary. Mary. And she is one of these girls, and uh, we don't know whether or not she's going to become the devil or not. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was a pretty run-of-the-mill religious horror thriller that had a PG-13 rating. Oh, it was all a bunch of, you know, derivative claptrap. <laughs> all right. You got to say something nice. Is there anything positive about this movie? Um... For me, for me, <laughs> uh, for me, to be honest, I thought they did the end reasonably well. They didn't, they didn't sugarcoat the ending for me, and I liked that. It had Dexter's sister on it, and that was oh, pretty good. She was terrible in this movie. She was terrible. You know but... what? I don't love her as an actress. She was amazing, uh, Jennifer Carpenter. She was amazing in Dexter. And well, I... she needs to swear her fool head off. That woman can swear like a poet. Yes, she can, but and maybe that's what we needed here. But she, I thought, was great in Dexter, and I liked her in The Exorcism of Emily Rose. That was another movie similar to this one, actually, where she plays the possessed girl in that one. Right. But this, oh, I thought she was just so bad in this, and I just wanted to punch her in the face the whole time she was on screen. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. She was super, super annoying. I'd end up breaking my TV. Um. <laughs> So no, I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a positive. For me, it was a couple of the deaths were kind of fun. Like a woman jumps off the top of a church and impales herself on a big spike, <laughs> which I yeah. thought which I thought was pretty awesome. And then like I said, the ending the ending kind of worked for me. They didn't um well, I'm not going to give away the ending, but they they you don't they don't really go where you think they're going to go and I Oh, okay. I totally expected the ending. Really? Oh yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. I was, I wouldn't say surprised, but I was like, all right, great. They, they did what they should have done. This is the way this movie should have ended. I'm um, just glad it ended. <laughs> Man, we are terrible at picking stuff that you like. <laughs> we, we really are. We really are. Um, Alicia, she's the main character. So she had all kinds of screen time. Um, this is the only thing I sh I've ever seen her in because she has not acted in much. She and had nice hair. She had great hair. Yeah, and that's a positive. I thought she did a did an okay job. I mean, for what yeah, this was, I'm, I'm excited about uh, about her in this uh, in in the spinoff show because I think she could uh, she could handle whatever you know acting challenges that we need in the show. So it, uh, I definitely think that she's got the chops to deal with uh, to be in the show that we, and, and make it good. Yes, in, in the spinoff show, uh, this movie had all kinds of problems. Sure, but everybody I think... was annoying in this this movie. Um. Yeah. I, what I, character was not annoying? Well, Mary, maybe? Mary, yeah. And you know what? Her The guy who played her dad was okay. 
I don't know. I thought. I mean, as her father, you know, what husband of Jennifer Carpenter who just wanted made me want to pull my hair out. I thought he was all right. Anyways, I think what I think that's the takeaway from this one. You're right that Alicia did a fine job. She clearly has some acting skills, and uh, you know, even in a in a bad movie, she was okay. So hopefully, the Walking Dead companion show is not terrible, and she's okay. But you know, it looks like she she's got the chops to do some good work. Right. So good. I'm happy about that. Okay. Finally, Stephen Delane, the guy who will be playing. Uh, Nick Tompkins in the Walking Dead spinoff show. Frank Delane. Uh, oh, Frank Delane. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Stephen Delane's his dad. He, who was also in this movie. <laughs> was also in this movie. He played uh, Stannis Baratheon in uh, Game of Thrones. Stephen did, not Frank. Really? Yeah. Holy crap. I had no idea. Wow, that's weird. I watched this with my wife, and even she didn't pick up on that, and she recognizes really? everybody. Yeah. Oh. Wow. You're going to have to go give her a little slap. Uh, no, I might I might just say, hey, you missed somebody. <laughs> Negative reinforcement, my friend. No, not cool. <laughs> uh, so this is called Papadopoulos and Sons from 2012. And this is a riches to rags story about a guy who has it all. He's a big businessman, entrepreneur, winning, you know, entrepreneur of the year type awards. And then something happens and he loses his business and he has to reconnect with his family to open the family fish and chips shop and uh, to make ends meet. Right. Now, did you like this movie at all, Jason? I did like this movie. Hooray! I did Hooray. too, kind of. That's good. <laughs> well, it wasn't great, but it was a charming little movie. That, that's, you know what my note says right here? Charming, great. charming little family movie. That's exactly yeah. what I wrote down. Yeah, it had its charms. It was, uh, you know, it wasn't fantastic. It didn't make me want to get up and uh, and uh, do a bunch of dancing to enjoy the end of the movie, and then cry a little bit because uh, you know it was it was sad and uplifting at the same time near the end. It was, but I liked I liked the ending of the movie. Yeah, no, I I liked it. It was, uh, you know, it's a it's a riches to rags financially, but emotionally it's a rags to riches which I thought was a nice kind of a juxtaposition. I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, I, I did kind of like the ending. The realization that Harry, the main character, comes to um, where he says, success is the joy you feel in what you're doing. And yeah. I liked that. I thought that was a you know a good little takeaway from this film. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, so the kids, uh, Frank Delane plays his son. And uh, I liked how... The kids in this movie, I expected them when they kind of lose the lifestyle that they're used to because their dad doesn't have all this wealth anymore. I expected yep. them to become sort of bitchy, angsty, self-righteous kids, right? And be like, how can we live and work in this fish and chip shop now? We used to have a mansion in the, you know, hills or whatever. Right. And they weren't like that at all. The kids in this movie genuinely seemed like they wanted to help out, like they were productive members of this family. They were working in the shop with them, and they helped out the new business. And I thought that was really, really nice to see because it's not what you expect. Yeah, and that was the brother. You know, the brother showed up and uh, made things exciting and enjoyable for, uh, you know, getting this uh, this restaurant off back off the ground. Yeah, Harry's brother. Yeah. Yeah, He that, that was good. Um you're right, and he was a good character too. He was a good character. I is, liked it. Is he in anything else? I didn't recognize him either. Uh, I don't think so. Let me just take a look here. Well, it doesn't matter. Dio. Nope. All right. So, and then 
And the one other thing I, I think I can say about this is the movie was done relatively subtly. Like, they didn't hit you over the head with anything, right? You you took away from this film whatever you found in it as a viewer, sort of what it meant to you. And But even some of the some of the goings on in the movie, like there's a, there's a kebab shop across the street that they're competing with. Right. Right. And there's, there's a little hint of a, almost of a Romeo and Juliet story there between Harry's daughter, uh, our main character's daughter and the son of the guy that works in the, that owns the kebab shop. Right. Right. Because they're competitors, but they come together a little bit, you know, children and so on. And, and I, but they didn't ram it down our throats. Right. They just kind of let it happen and they didn't overdo it. True. I thought that was really good, and then and then the other one was the relationship with um, Harry and one of his lawyers. Sophie was the character. Mm-hmm. I think she was his lawyer or his lawyer's assistant or something like that. I thought she was an accountant or something. Uh, maybe an accountant. You're right. Somebody who was dealing with the business problems that he was having, and you know they, you could tell they had a bit of a relationship developing, but. They never really came out and said it until kind of the end. And even then it was like, this is very early on. You know, we're not going to, again, stuff this in your face for the viewer. We're going to just sort of let it play out. Yeah, I thought the uh, the relationship between them was a little forced, though, at the end. I thought I didn't really believe it. It was like, eh. But see, that's why I believed it, because we didn't get it forced to us throughout the whole movie it was just there like you could tell in scenes they had together they they had something and then at the end after harry's kind of had his big realization and he's changed his life and he's now an emotionally developed human being that's when they kind of came together on that park bench a little bit and there was no like big sex scene there was nothing crazy like that they just connected as people and for me that's why it worked so well yeah well, you know, I you know, I got it, but I just I, I don't think I believed it. Oh, okay. I don't think there was enough lead up to it. All right. So I I like the lack of lead up. You need more lead up. Yeah, maybe. In right. this case I do. Okay. <laughs> um so uh Frank Delane as the son, um again, he was pretty good. He didn't have as much to do in this film as Alicia did in the last one, but uh you know, he was okay. He played an important part. He for some reason was a, a horticulturist, a gardener. <laughs> yeah. That's what he was into. And at first, his dad didn't really support that, and he didn't like it, but he grew to understand and accept his son for who he was. Right, which is nice. Very nice. Everything about this movie was nice. I, <laughs> you know, I the more, even talking about it now, I kind of like it a little bit more. Well, you should go watch it again. I might. I just Along might. with Deadwood. <laughs> Very different, I think, than this film, probably. Well, what you do is you watch two episodes of Deadwood, then you watch this show, this movie again, and then two more episodes of Deadwood, and then go back and watch this movie again and repeat that until Deadwood is over, and you've watched this 17 times. And by then, I'll probably hate this movie and have watched Deadwood. There you go. <clears throat> All right. Well, any anything else you want to point out about this one? Frank Delane? Nope. He's going uh, to be good as Alicia's brother on Walking Dead? I think uh, I think we're in good hands here. I think we might be actually. These are these are four solid, well, three and a half solid actors, anyways. Right. <laughs> um, three three solid, one firm. Yeah, I think so. One firm. A he firm hasn't, actor. hasn't quite solidified yet. Yeah. Have you seen? Did you see Frank in the Harry Potter movies that he was in? I did. Would, did. Did he have much of a role in there? Anything to do? Well, anything to say? 
Okay, so when when I say I saw him, I mean I was aware of the character and I know that I saw that character because I saw all of the movies. Mm-hmm. Do I remember him as that character and could pinpoint any information about the performance? No. Okay. So not much to go on there. <laughs> yes, he was Tom Riddle in the movies. All righty. Portrayed Tom Riddle. He wasn't, you know, he didn't become you know, change his name. And- if he was him, that's a good sign. <laughs> he embodied him. It's true. All right. Well, uh, three solid actors and one firm actor. I think we're off to a really good start casting this spinoff show. All I can say now is, boy, do I hope they air this while the Walking Dead main show is not on TV so we can cover both of them without any kind of overlap. Well, they'd be, you know, severe fools if they aired these shows on different networks at the same time and impossible to air them on the same network at the same time. Well, the same network, different um, different times, but they overlap. We don't want that. AMC. What do you mean overlap? How would they overlap? I mean, if like if if they're if this show is running during the fall while The Walking Dead is running during the fall too, just on a different night. I don't want that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm saying that that's okay. No. Because, you know, we're not doing a podcast about that show. We well, chat up, talk about it every now and again. I'm doing a podcast about it. When? When, with who? Well, with you if you want the job. Otherwise, I there's a job opening <laughs> that's, that's just come up. Wait, are we doing a podcast about this show? <laughs> if it's on, well, it's that's why I'm saying it's going to be easy to do. We are the we are the Talking Dead. Everything we cover, the Walking Dead here. So, well, every, we don't do the comic. Well, we kind of do indirectly. I mean, it's it's there. We talk about it. We refer to it now and then. We review. Yeah, video but we don't games. review. We don't review. The, you know, we do everything else. We don't review the the comic book comic uh, issues as they come out. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. Anyways, so that, I'm planning on doing a podcast for the new show, and that's like why specific. I'm you know, start to start to end. Whatever this show is called, we're gonna do a podcast on it. We're gonna recap, and then we're gonna do feedback. We might not re. It might not be exactly the same format. We're figuring that out. Everything, there's a lot of balls in the air right now, and I'm going to catch some of them, and that's what it's going to be. All right. And uh, we will see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it sounds like I might need a co-host. No, no, I'm I'm on board. I just, we haven't talked, but this is the first time we're talking about it. That's really. not true. We've even talked about it on the air before. Oh, well. All was right. I there? This is, uh, you were there. Yeah, it wasn't on that one episode you weren't on. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Um. Dirty Laundry aired, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Very good. Uh, All right. Let's wrap it up. And I said off the top, we're going to be back on Monday next week. Speaking of doing other Walking Dead stuff, we'll be reviewing the latest novel in the Walking Dead series of novels, The Walking Dead Descent. Descent. Yes. I am uh, two-thirds of the way through already, so we'll finish that up and talk about it next week. Really? You're, uh, You're only a little bit farther along than me. I'm about halfway through. Yeah, I had a fair bit of time to listen to it today, so I, I put a, a good two or three chapters behind me today. Um, so uh, I think I've got three hours remaining out of nine or so. So Yeah, I got about, about half, I think. Yeah, well, you got all week to finish it up. That'll be next week on the program. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you have any thoughts or comments or opinions or confusions about anything we talked about today, send us an email at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can also give us a call at one 483 9662 or visit us on Twitter at Talking Dead or on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Talking Dead. 
Um, thanks to everyone who used our Amazon links over the holiday season to do their Amazon shopping. The Canadian store, the Canadian Amazon link was down for a little while. Uh, not Amazon, but there was a problem with our link. So um, hopefully all you Canadians out there who tried to do that weren't disappointed. <laughs> but really, I'm sure you continued to do your shopping anyways. Uh, but it's back up and running. So visit TalkingDeadPodcast.com slash Amazon when you do all of your Amazon shopping to uh, click through one of our links. We greatly appreciate that. And finally, visit us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Dead to support us there as well. Okay. Uh, we'll see you next Monday, everyone. Uh, until then, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Ciao. I'm going to need another Google cluster. Oh, Are you? Oh, really good now.